Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though if you asked me, I would use your cum as mouthwash every day. <laughs> Minty fresh. I'm also a little sick. I was sick in the other episode. I'm just sick. Okay, the person you heard, TV here. He hosts Las Cochoristas. Yes. He also is the co-host of oh, What the Taco RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast, the only one in America. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Rogers. Hi. I am also getting over an illness. I mean, L.A. is sick. L.A. It's something in the air. Is it the smog? It's probably the smog mixed with the rain we've been having. I think this is so. My God. I did go on a hike today to clear my wow. mind and my chest. Oh, did you yeah. go by yourself? No, I went with several friends okay. who all say hello, by the way. Oh, who are the friends? Greta Teitelman, Blair yes. Saki, yes. and the man of the of Greta's life, Abe Schwartz. I don't know Abe. But he says hello anyway, and he's a lovely man. You'd love him. He's so hot. The Greta hottest. just posted a picture of him, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Mm-hmm. And you can see him at Gertie Bird Watch and at Abe Schwa. Yo, back, yeah, bitch. For sure. I'm going to hop all over. No, I'm kidding. I would never do that to a friend. I threatened to kill her for her life every day. Uh, yeah. She do- she like lives in a cute house. She's got a cute fiance. You came over and saw it. It oh is my no God. lie. It is such a fucking cute house. I was it's like, I so need to cute. get my affairs in order. Well, you got fountains that need fixing. I just had them removed today. Okay. And? And it's. 
is wild how much damage they have done. Oh, no. Water is not a good idea. No, water features are a pain no, in the arse. No, why would you, like, a pool is a headache enough. Right. Why would you put fountains anywhere? Because you think they're going to look nice, I think. And they did look nice, and I was very happy to have them. But then they just collect water and it's been raining so much. And also water. The thing about water is it can become dirty water. Yes. And then you get uh, mosquitoes. Oh, honey. Yes. They love to And then they want to feast on my fat little body. Let me tell you, they, I love when, like when I was little, I lived on Long Island and like there was mosquitoes all about. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, they like you because you're sweet. And I was like, okay, do I have to be a Mm -hmm. dick then? Like, Do I start being rude (laughs) so these fuckers stop biting me? Get out of here. There's nothing more annoying. Mm -hmm. Noah shouldn't have had them on the ark. And think about it. They must have been there. Honey. You just saw me break. I was like, <laughs> well, what? How did Noah wrangle mosquitoes? He had, he had the power I of God. I guess he had a net. <laughs> and then he hung them in the ark. And or, they just buzzed around. Or it was faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. It Come was on, faith. faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus Lord. Did you go to church growing up? I did. You didn't go to a black church, did you? I did not. Although <laughs> I wish it was. And guess what my mom said the other day? Uh-huh. She goes, so my grandmother just passed away. I was oh, I was down. I'm sorry. At, that's okay. I was in New York, like at her funeral. Mm-hmm. And my mom, they had another funeral in Florida where she lives. So all mm-hmm. her old friends could come. Mm-hmm. So like they had the funeral, but it wasn't a mass. And my dad said to my mom, I really feel the need to go to a mass. And the only mass that was going on was this like all Latino uh, mass. And they spoke not one word of English, but my mom goes to me, but it was so fun. They whipped out a guitar. Everyone was singing and enjoying themselves. I'm I'm like, yeah, because white people are bad. (laughs) Like we're so boring. (laughs) So funny. Like the first time I went to a white church service, Uh I was like, whoa, this is heavy. Mm -hmm. Like even the robes the priest was wearing were like just heavy and everyone was somber and the way everyone sang along to stuff I was like where's the fucking joy oh no one can sing that's like no. a, a rule of the mm-hmm. church is that no one should be able to sing or carry a tune at all. It's like everyone's got the most wooden, flat, and also sharp at the same time <laughs> voice. Everyone's a mess. No one looks uh, good. The priest is always uh, yes, saying, and that was another thing. Shit. Like people were in jeans, and I was like, I could never wear jeans to a church nuh-uh, service. Nuh-uh. Are you kidding? Growing up, I had like an Easter hat. Yeah. Oh, real? Did you wear a hat? I wore Easter hats. Oh. Me and my sister wore matching Easter uh, outfits. You better believe there were shoulder pads involved. I yeah. looked like a little mini businesswoman going to church. Amazing. Like I was like, I'm going to serve my God and also file some taxes. And also serve them fashion. <laughs> um, so you were a church goer? Yes. Mm-hmm. I went to church. Oh my God. Like every Sunday from birth to about 16. Yeah. Went to vacation Bible school in the summer. Oof. Had to go to Sunday school every Sunday. Mm. Um, I made the mistake of joining the choir. Uh, and my mother, when I was like, oh, I'm done, she was like, no, you're not. I'm going to sing for God. <laughs> and my sister wasn't in the choir, and I don't know why I had to continue. Someone had to be there. The buyers had to be represented. I guess so. And then when I got baptized, I remember that vividly. I was mm. a little fat child, and that fucking pastor had some issues dipping me. Oh, come on. He almost, he like dipped me twice, because he was like... <laughs> We got to get this whole baby wet. I was like, you know how you pick up a brick and you're like, (laughs) oh, shit, that's heavier than I thought. I was his brick. He like dipped me. It was like, fuck. (laughs) 
My God. I'm constantly so nervous that those babies are going under that water too long. Mm-hmm. I was like, where's the rule book on how to do there this? There is no rule book. Yeah, they truly just vaguely plug your nose and dip you back. I don't need it. I didn't need it. And then you're wet and then you have to change. And then everyone's like, good job. And I'm like, for what? Yeah. Did you get like, so you had like a confirmation, right? No. Or, what, 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 oh, I was Roman Catholic. Oh, I'm, uh, or I was, I was raised Baptist. A Baptist. We I did a Southern Baptist. We did a confirmation. So I mm-hmm. like it, this, and this is weird. Like I, I think my parents were like, let's just get them confirmed in mm-hmm. case God is real. And then later mm-hmm. we'll, we, we won't go to church ever again. So I got confirmed. And what they make you do is they make you choose a confirmation name. Yes. So you pick one of the saints and that's like part of your name. So my name is Matthew Richard Rogers, but also my real name is allegedly uh-huh. Matthew Richard Christopher Rogers because I chose also the boorest, whitest name. You did. For fear Christopher that, is very boring. For fear that I would spice it up too much and they'd be like, that's a gay kid. <laughs> Picking a spicy name. I almost chose Blaze. Wait, Blaze is a saint? Oh, uh, honey. Yeah, allegedly. Really? Yeah, I w- it was either going to be Christopher or Blaze, which is like a Pocahontas what? situation. Shall I choose the tr- smoothest course or marry Cocoam? Nonsense. Should have married Cocoam. Uh, well, I feel I, I feel I did marry Cocoam in, t- in choosing Christopher. And then the I guess the rocky path would have been to be Blaze. Blaze is fun. What is Blaze the saint of? I, I mean, coolness. I guess like being chill, huh. being fucking sick. I'm Saint <laughs> Blaze, and I'm like the patron saint of being. How you say sick? <laughs> I'm fucking chill. Like I smoke weed. That's so <laughs> weird to have like a confirmation where they're like, we give you an extra name. Yeah. Religion is such a strange thing. Yeah, I would even go as far as to say bad. I also <laughs> like was driving. We had lunch today across from the Scientology Ooh. building. And on I was Franklin? like, yes, on Franklin. Were you at Birds, Poobell, or Franklin and Company? No, wait, I was at, it was the, the big, the other Scientology center that looks like a ride in Walt Disney World. Oh. Not the Celebrity Center. Oh, okay. This is like. In Los Feliz? I know, oh, maybe. I don't know. There's one that's like a big, like, bluish purplish building oh, with the word yeah. Scientology in big letters by the Vista by the Vista mm-hmm, so I was mm-hmm. having lunch across the street from that and I'm like my god this screams we have something to hide every window is shut why mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. that's not normal it's not normal and I I fell into Scientology for a hot second you did not I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast but I was walking through so if I did I'm sorry my normal producer Marissa is not here for me to be like Marissa did I talk about this and Clementine she don't fucking know but I want to know about it now so I was walking in Times Square with my old roommate Jen Jen and this very blonde happy woman goes do you Mm -hmm. like to smile and I was like huh I fucking love smiling (laughs) and she's like follow me and Jen Jen was like we're not following her. And I was like, but I already am. Come on. But I love to smile. So we go to the Scientology Center and she was like, Nikki, this is Scientology. We can't do this. And I was like, but we can. Oh my So then God. we watched this video. Yep. The whole consensus of the video is what happens in your past affects your future. Yep. I had been to maybe two therapy sessions mm-hmm. and I was like, breakthrough. I'm in. This is, this is God. This is, of course. Uh, how did I never realize yep, this? The answer. So in then front of they me. split us up. Oh. We took an aptitude test, an IQ test, and a problem solving test. And then after that, you wait alone in a room. And then a man comes in and he goes, "Well, he said to me, so your IQ is slightly above average." And I was like, "Ding ding, thank you." I got oh, distracted. Oh my god! And then he goes, "You're not very good at problem solving." And I would be worried that you would kill yourself <gasps> if you weren't so lazy. 
but Scientology can help. And I was like, what? Oh, You think I want to kill myself, but I'm too lazy to do that? That doesn't track for me. It was pretty rude. And I was like, well, and that was at a time where like, I was happy, happier. And, um... So then he, I was like, well, I don't really have money for like the classes because they tell you how much the classes yeah, are. And I was like, I yeah. can't afford that. And I was holding a Dwayne Reed bag. I think Dwayne Reeds are gone, are they? No, they're not. They're all over. But they are, they're now owned by Walgreens. It's like Dwayne Reed by Walgreens. Dwayne Reed by Walgreens, but Which they are like, all over. They're okay. like squirrels in New York. You, you can't I love throw a my rock Dwayne without Reed. hitting one. I miss Dwayne Reed. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so I was holding a Dwayne Reed bag, DR, and uh, he goes, well, where'd you get the money to buy that stuff from Dwayne Reed? And I was oh, like- Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Which is like a very good trick. And I was like, oh, I used my dad's credit card because at the time I had my daddy's credit card, but then I left it in a cab and then he cut me off. Oh, Uh, Great story. Yeah. And uh, I was like, my dad, and he was like, well, have your dad just buy you the Dianetics book. And I was like, okay, well, I'd have to call him first. And he's like, call your dad. Oh, my God. I was like, okay. So I opened my flip phone. Ding, 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 ding. Call my dad. My sister's home from college. And he was like, what do you want? And I was like, "Uh, I want to buy a Scientology book. And he's like, what kind of book? And he was, I was like, Dianetics or like this one book called Problems with Work. And he's like, well, you need a better job. Buy it. What is it? Scientology? And then I hear my sister in the background going, no. <laughs> and then we hung up. I bought the book and it was impossible to read. Yeah. I have to tell you, I also did this. Did you? But, but as a joke. So uh, I knew what it was all about. Uh-huh. And my friend Lizzie and I, we were best friends at the time. And we went into the Scientology building. Like mm-hmm. we gave fake names. Uh-huh. And we saw the video that you're describing, mm-hmm. and I remember it well. It was kind of like, you don't understand mm-hmm. how fucked up you are yes. because it's buried in, ter- mm-hmm. buried in your mind. So you need us to help unearth this mm-hmm. shit because not even you know how fucked up you are. Yep. And I was like, even though I was there fully as like a full joke, and this is when you could kind of still joke about it. Yes. Now it's like fully a known cult <laughs> that hurts people. Yeah. But bad. at the time I was Shelley? like, yeah, right. Where is Shelly Miskinich? We need to know. It's crazy that a grown-ass woman is missing, and we're all like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Also, where's that Malaysian plane? Yeah, oh, hello. That's a full-ass Did plane. Did they never find out where that Malaysian plane no. was? No. Oh. And we're all just taking planes like it's nothing. Con- Whenever constantly. I fly over, like, an ocean, I'm like, this could be it. No, we could yeah. just, like, go down or fucking disappear. Is it psychotic that I won't? Like, like I, do, I don't love flying. Mm-hmm. I've been to Europe once, but the whole time I was like, because we're over water, it's different. We could die. And so when I'm flying <laughs> over land, I'm like, there's no way. There's <laughs> no way this is going down. I, on planes, always, there's always, I like wake up from a nap and I go, what if we all stop believing? Will this plane go down? Honestly, it's belief that's right? putting it up in the air. And I've had people explain <laughs> it to me and I'm like, mm, I think it's magic. Mm, it doesn't make sense. It's magic. Also, when, whenever you're about to take off and they're like, oh, we're having an issue with the engine. I'm yes. like, okay, then we should get off. We should fucking get the fuck off. And they're always like, oh, it'll take us 15 minutes to fix this problem uh-huh. with the engine. I'm like, no, no, no. That's when I become Whoopi Goldberg. I, I, you know, famously Whoopi. Uh-huh. She don't fly. Nope. She takes buses everywhere. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's when I become a full Whoopi. And I'm like, okay, well, then this well, doesn't this, make this sense. Is, let's not fucking do this. Despite it being safer literally to fly than it is to drive. Isn't that crazy that it's safer to fly than drive? I was on a plane where we had emergency land uh, because the plane was leaking fuel. Oh, no. The flight attendants were freaking out. 
They were like hustling and everyone's like, but I'm not done with my wine. And I was like, you don't see these women freaking out who fly for a fucking living. Oh my God. And I was like, we might fucking die. And then we landed and they were like, get off the plane. Do not take any belongings. And I was like, this is fucking serious. There was uh, like EMTs and fire trucks there. It was like this whole thing. And I was like, we're not getting back on this plane. No. Are you kidding? So I like pulled my shit out of the overhead. And they were like, get off the plane. And I was like, well, I'm getting off and I'm not getting back on. So then they were trying to act like they were going to put us back on the plane. I was talking to the customer service lady and I said, I don't want to get on an unsafe plane. She goes, we would never put you on an unsafe plane. I was like, you just had me you on one. You just did. And she went, touche. And I said, bitch, you can't say touche. <laughs> she went, touche. You can't say touche. Put me on a different plane. No, that last night, um, I was on a plane last night. I actually mm-hmm. landed r- quite early this morning, and they said over the loudspeaker, Hi, everyone. If there's a doctor or nurse on the plane, we do need you in the back. I was like, No, 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 no. See, n- what's going on? Yes. You can't just say something like that. Like, say what's up, because yes. that could be one of those airborne illnesses type uh-huh. shit. Uh huh. There's a man in the back who's got boils and it's spreading. No. And you know what it was? What? Some idiot. Mm hmm. Put an earbud too far in their ear. They had so, they needed to watch whatever ah! bullshit they were watching on the plane so bad. Joy with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh my and God. That they lodged this earbud in their ear and a, a nurse had to come back and help it get out. That's very funny. I couldn't fathom forcing something into my ear like that. Oh but my But earbuds are problematic. God. They are problematic, but like, if it's not going, don't force it yeah. in your fucking ear. What are you doing? No, or also, also just like know your own ears. Like yes. you sh- you're, you're an you're an adult. You need to get those these ones like I'm wearing right now. Yes, the nothing noise wrong with canceling, these. Uh, Beats by Dre. Yes. or I have bows because yeah. I got Ooh. them for free. There you go, and free mm-hmm. bows. Mm-hmm. And I also have some Beats. One stays in my car for the gym here, and one is my travel ones. Oh, You better believe my. those beats are too tight on my head and give me a headache. <laughs> I can't figure out how to I, make them I need, I, I need to not have them in my ear because I have little weird ear holes. And like, oh, do you? I do. Like, And shit is constantly falling out. Like, they don't just stay in. Like, you know those little AirPods that they have? Oh, yeah. I can't have the AirPods. Are you fucking kidding me? Also, you look stupid as fuck. So dumb. I don't like them. I'm not here for them. I was on a plane once and this lady was like having an emergency and she like needed to be close to the bathroom. So they asked someone in first class to switch seats with her. Uh, And then that's it. She seemed fine. I was like, I think you just got a free upgrade (laughs) and displaced somebody. Yeah, probably. And I was like, homegirl's onto something. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is make up, make a stink. They will give you what you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, also, you know, what's the biggest hack is whenever they say, Hey, if anyone wants to push their flight to later, we'll give you a fucking million dollars mm-hmm. or whatever it is. That is crazy. Uh-huh. And I always say yes because Do and then they you? let you they let you pick. It's not even like and you'll get a flight that's equal to the value of this one. It's like, no, you can pick a $500 flight, a $400 flight or a $300 flight. Oh. It's it's one of the biggest like upgrades you can get I've if you're willing to wait. Only done it once and I said how much money will you give me? Mm-hmm. And they told me a number, and I said, I'll wait. 
Did it work? Yes. There you go. I got like a thousand dollars. Yeah. On like a fucking American Express gift card, and I was like, "That is acceptable." Yeah. Everywhere, baby. hundred percent. It's American I was Express. So excited. <laughs> so we've talked for a full seventeen minutes, not about dating, and uh, <laughs> it's a dating PRQs. But also, like, I don't it. have any good dating stories because I've been taking a break. Because I got my feelings hurt. No, somebody did that to you? Yeah, but it's okay. I'm working through it. Um, somebody hurt me, but I'm just constant. I'm I'm like taking that and I'm actually going full bore. I'm like, I wasn't fucking at all in 2018. Mm-hmm. In 2019, I'm happy to report that I'm fucking. That's great. Okay, so 2019, I haven't said it out loud, but I keep saying 2020 is gonna be my year. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be in a relationship <laughs> in 2020. So I think. The universe has been like, so 2019 is going to be dry, bitch. No. Because I have had no luck on the apps. I Because I was taking a break, and then I, like, jumped back in, made a sex date with a person who I, like, act, like I know him. We matched uh-huh. on Bumble. Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, Nicole. And I was like, hey, you. And he's like, is it weird that we know each other? And I was like, no, it's better. What's your phone number? Let's go out. He's like, this is moving very fast. And I was like, exactly. Let's do this. From comedy, did you know him? Yes. And then he was like, well, I'm actually dating someone right now and it's not exclusive. So like, I don't know what you're looking for. And I was like, oh, I'm not looking to hang out with other straight dudes. No, that's not fun for uh, most women. Mm -hmm. So like if you're down to fuck, I'll fuck you because I know exactly what this is. Yes. And my feelings can't get hurt because you're with homegirl. And he was like, okay, let's do it. So then we made a sex appointment, and then I got my period that day. No. And I was like, cool, universe. I see what's up. You're cock blocking me. So then I texted him. I was like, I got my period. I'll see you in seven fucking days. There's an alarm in my fucking phone. I'm texting you. <laughs> so then he beat me to the punch and texted me. He's like, actually, things got more serious with homegirl. So, like, I don't no. think I'm in a place to fuck right now. And I was like... All right, well, if homegirl fades away, hit me up. I'll fuck you till you die. I'll fade and back you, in. Yeah, so then I was like, okay, universe, you you really, you're uh, fucking, it, fucking it up for me. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I was like very depressed last year and kind mm-hmm. of not feeling myself, like looking in the mirror and being like, it's not going to happen. And Ugh. now I'm kind of like back in a way. Mm-hmm. And here's where I'm at. Ooh. I'm dating one very nice guy. Yes. And I'm also fucking a fuck boy. Yes. So girl. it's like, it's get like. Get your emotions met and then get your dick sucked raw. It's again the Pocahontas narrative. Mm-hmm. Shall I choose the smoothest <laughs> course at Mary Cocoam or go on this rocky journey that will lead to war? Ugh, I fucking love it. I feel like that's best case scenario, but also. For me right now, I do want to be in a relationship. Me For a too. long time, I didn't know. But now I'm like, I want to, I've, I've said this before, I know. I'm, I'm just looking for someone to spend the next chunk of time with. Yes. Like, I'm, I don't want a forever person because I don't believe in that. Right. I, I believe that you have several great loves. A hundred percent. And some of those great loves aren't great per se, but yeah. they taught you something. Yes. I mean, I've had one relationship. How many relationships have you been in? Zero. Zero. zero none. Not one. I've had one, and before that, it was like a mm-hmm. zero thing. I I think just because like I'm well, I'm gay, mm. and like I don't know. I, Are it, you? I wish that was the gay the gay calling. <laughs> That's the gay. Like honestly, when you walk into Mickey's, you have to go woo woo woo. 
the dog in the room just like perked up and he's like, I know, he right? He was like, mm-hmm, cool. <laughs> Girl, I you're know. telling me. Child, please. Uh, but I was in a relationship for like two and a half years and. Wow, that's a long time. It was a long time. And also like leaving that relationship, the most painful thing I've ever been through. Mm. Like I actually compare it to like the pain of like this summer where I like came out of the closet and started to tell people. Like it mm-hmm. was just like such a hard thing. It feels like you're grieving. It feels like like mourning a death. Well, that's what my therapist said. Yeah. Uh, she was like, you're allowed to grieve relationships no matter how long they were. Yes. Because uh, it is it is like a death because you're not going to speak to that person truly unless you yeah. stay friends, which right. I don't know if that's super healthy to stay friends with someone that you love. Yeah, we unless, are friends. Oh, are you? We are, is it well, good? It's good, but let me tell you the tea. Okay. So we were together for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. We stayed living together for six months after that. Oh, because, my God. Because that's New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I did not have the time or patience to be finding a new apartment. It's my and least favorite thing in the world. You got to get that first and last and security. Yep, yep 100%. It's it's not easy it's to come expensive. with the money. Very. And um, so we were living together. And suffice it to say, he had an interaction with someone that I knew from my past, like mm-hmm. a good friend of mine that I went to college with actually was my roommate in college. Okay. So I was like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. This is weird. Mm-hmm. I moved out of the apartment eventually. Come to find out about three three to six months later, I don't remember the exact timeline, but we had not been platonic, me and my ex. Uh-huh. We were still calling each other our nickname, still saying I love you, still like making out, hooking up, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I find out that they're like dating. My ex-boyfriend of two and a half years and was your dating old my fucking college roommate, who was one of my best friends in college. Ugh. So they moved and have since moved in together, have become serious in the way that we were, and it was really painful. Yeah, but also like I don't know. I really feel like I got to the other side with it because it's like now I'm kind of like you know what the whole time our relationship didn't work out because we couldn't make each other happy. Mm-hmm. Now he's happy. So I can figure out how to be happy too. I'm not going to like hate them because mm-hmm. they figured out oh, something that makes them both happy. You know what I mean? I say it to people and mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, that sucks. He broke a code. Your boyfriend's like, you know, that's like abusive, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, it's not abusive. you know what? It's not abusive. It's just like, not, it, was it ultimately one of the most thoughtful thing in the world? No, but they've like sort of fell in love with each other, sort of. Yeah, they are. And you can't help who you love. No. And I think that's a very zen mature way to handle it. That Took like a while. they're happy and you can be happy too. Yeah, all my friends are like you know, it's like <laughs> I think they think the thing I want to hear is like, you know, fuck them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, guys, no. It's it's if I can forgive them, y'all can yes, forgive them. You can forgive them too. I think <sighs> that's what friends do in any relationship. You're the best, fuck them. They're the worst. And yeah. it's like, well, no, they're actually not the worst. They're actually like a help. really great person. And I'm trying to be not petty about this. Right. Cause I am trying to be not the bigger person, but just like trying to find peace about something. And there's also like, like for example, you saying like you want a boyfriend. I said this too. And I think like when you do get in a relationship, you will learn a few things. Chiefly, it is so hard to give away to give time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, especially when you do what we do. Yeah. Like and also when you are the center of your own world mm-hmm. for good reason, it's just the sacrifices are big. And yes. also the sort of comparison between you and your partner, even if they're not doing what you mm-hmm. do, it's real. And there's just so many small little micro things about relationships that you're like, 
Whoa. Yeah. And that makes me feel like anyone that's still in their first relationship, Mm -hmm. I think that's crazy. I also think it's crazy to be like, I'm with my high school sweetheart. We've only been with each other. We know nothing else. Yeah. But then, like, honestly, more power to you if you made it work this long and you're actually happy. Yeah. Yeah. I was dating a dude who was not a comedian and... I would be like, how's your day? And I would tell him about my day. And he'd be like, well, not as interesting as yours. And I was like, oh. Let's not do that. Well, that makes me feel shitty to tell you anything. Yeah. And I am I asked, so I'm interested. Even if you like literally sat and stared at a TV, tell me what you watched. And tell me what you laughed at. Yeah. You know, tell me when you went to the kitchen and made a sandwich. I Share. like you. Yeah. So like anything you do is interesting to me. And they make you feel bad for being busy dynamic you know what it's i think it's actually like it's it's weird to say the thing of like intimidating people because Mm -hmm. that's i think i think a lot of people who are like stage performers or people who are artists like i don't know if you find this but i get sometimes slapped with this thing of like well you don't know this but you're very intimidating and it's like That's not really my problem. No. You know what I mean? Like, whenever you ask someone to diminish themselves in any way, Mm -hmm. that's actually an issue with you. I agree. Yeah. Because then it's also like, then you don't need to be with a person who's a performer or a bigger personality if you need them to be less than. Yeah. Then that's like, you need to go find somebody who's less than. Um, What do you think would be the number one most important thing for you in a relationship? I think now that I've haven't been thirsty and searching on the apps and I've had time to think and uh, I've talked about it so much in therapy. I think it's someone who's really secure with who they are. Yeah. Someone who likes stupid things, doing dumb things, Mm -hmm. who's like down for an adventure, who doesn't, who's like funny, but doesn't have to be the funniest person in the room. Right. Who can like do a bit, but doesn't have to have the last word in a bit to be like, I see, I ended the funny. Yeah. Um, and then like attractive to me, which doesn't mean attractive to anybody else. Yeah. I totally, it's with the sense of humor thing. It's like, they don't have to be funny, but they have to get it. Yes. Like you know if I, mean? I say something weird, like you can't just look at me and be like, oh, that was weird. Like. I dated one person who would do that a lot. She'd be like, oh, okay, that was, okay. And I'm like, oh, you you hate my sense of humor. Oh. Like, you, okay. Um, that is no, there's nothing worse than that. Yeah, and I had her on the podcast, and we talked about why our relationship didn't work, and she felt like I would put things before her or, like, forget about our dates that we had set up and that I was disrespecting her time, and I was like, I'm also juggling a lot of things. Yeah. And and I'm, I don't want to like, I, I guess it's making an excuse, but it's like also explaining that like I'm juggling a lot of things. I have ADD and I apologize if I couldn't, you know, give you a hundred percent because I can't. I can't give any one person a hundred percent. Yeah, that was an argument that we had the day we decided to end our relationship. He was like, oh man, he was like, you know, I wake up in the morning and I think about like I do your their, our relationship is like number one on my list and I kind of was like I don't know if I'm in the place where that could be true mm-hmm. and I I said I think I think about my career first and if that means I think about myself first then I guess I still have some room to go mm-hmm. and I remember like he's a wonderful guy in fact like one of the hard things about breaking up with him was he's so objectively a wonderful person and mm-hmm. in our community. He's like, like just 
known as this wonderful, wonderful guy, but he said to me, and this like really hurt me at the time. He was like, well, I think you're going to be really lonely. And I was like, and I remember that like really like broke me Mm -hmm. in half because I, I really believed that it was true. I was like, you know what? He might have a point. Like if I'm going to be doing this and going to be actively trying to Mm -hmm. pursue a comedy career, a writing career, an acting career, et cetera, um, I might be lonely. You hear that all the time. It's like mm-hmm. it tells all the time. It's like the narrative. Yeah, it's like Liz Lemon's whole deal on 30 Rock, can you have a career and have it all? Right. And I feel like in her case it was no. I think. It but ended up it, being like kinda? Oh yeah, kind of. Yeah. But then Tina Fey is married to a man that she works with yeah. and has kids and she does have it all. Yeah. So it is possible and it feels crazy. So like in, I... Ended a relationship with somebody and, or, eh, yeah, I guess it was a relationship, but uh, I, like, kept reaching out because I was like, I don't want it to end. I know. And then I was, like, telling my therapist about it and she was like, well, what did you say? And I was like, well, I said to him, if you want me to stop reaching out, just, like, let me know. And he was like, no, I don't. And then I was like, I don't get that. And she was like, well, I don't know. Maybe it just didn't work out for, you know, whatever reasons. But, like... I think you keep reaching out because you have a narrative that men don't like you and men relationships with them don't work. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to have him fulfill that narrative by being like, leave me alone. I never liked you. And that's just not true. It just, your relationship just didn't work out. Yeah. And I was like, Mary. Yeah. And she's said it before. She knows. But there wasn't like an action that I had done to like make her have that as a response. It's just been something we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. I'm literally asking this man, should should I just like leave you alone? Because I wanted him to hurt my feelings. So then I could go, there it is, yeah. baby. You want to be right. Yeah. And it's like, we ended pretty amicably. Did yeah. I say that word right? Amicably. Amicably. <laughs> uh, so, and there was like no hard feelings. It just like sucks and my feelings were hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's the thing about date. Like it, you do, you get excited about going out with someone, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go out with them once. It's fun. Uh-huh. You go with them twice. And even on the second or third date, that's when it becomes pretty clear. Like, is it, is this going to be a thing for a uh-huh. few weeks or a few months mm-hmm. or is it going to end right now? And oftentimes you feel differently than the other person. So yes. someone's feelings are getting hurt. When you are dating, uh-huh. someone's feelings are getting hurt. And that's flat <sighs> out. Yeah. Eventually, someone's hurting. And it's like in inside my head now, especially after the breakdown of a relationship I put a lot of emotional energy into, I'm of two minds about it. It's like, A, do I want to opt into being hurt? Because it will happen. Yes. But then B... Why not? Because you do grow as a result of that. Yeah. And I that therefore I do think you do be. Because I will say this. I am a better person than I was. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a more sensitive person. I'm a more I'm a better listener. Um, I think I know myself like um sexually better. Because mm-hmm. that's another big thing. Like I had never Wait, had before we go on, we have to take a break. Oh, and find out what I'm gonna say about sex. Speak. 
Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? 
With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. And we're back. What a cliffhanger. <laughs> what did you learn about the sex? Well, here's what I think. Like, especially like in, in the LGBT community, it's like, you're so anxious about finally being able to have sex. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I kind of was coming at age of it. I came out when I was 19. So... I had never had steady sex with anyone ever okay. until I was in a relationship when I was 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And um, I got so panicked about the fact that I didn't, quote unquote, know myself sexually, mm-hmm. that it was only then that I said to my boyfriend, I think we should be open. I think I need to get on Grinder and like have more sex. Uh-huh. And he was like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> but like, because you do, I'll make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so we made that sac- he made that sacrifice and I was on there and then Grinder was like kooky. A nightmare. A nightmare. And I, the, the the thing that happened to me was like the first four experiences were like really good and I'm like Grinder is a wonderful place. Uh-huh. And then like I had one weird thing mm. where it was like the guy and this is fine if, if this is your kink this is your kink. Okay. But he wanted me to go into the room and he was blindfolded in a jock strap with his hands tied behind his back and he wanted me to like go up and he wanted to like suck my dick and then like the blindfold came off. It got a little weird. Mm -hmm. And I was like, see, I don't know if I can keep putting myself in situations where Uh it's like this sexually vulnerable. And then lo and behold, I did get my first STI. So it was like, okay, Thank you for using the rebranded name for them. They're no longer STDs. Infection. Trying to get away from the stigma that it's a disease. STI. Which one did you have? I Got syphilis. Yes, baby, the syphilis. The syph, and that's the only one I've had, and she was a monster. Mm. She gave you the sore from hell. And then did you close the relationship back after that? We did. After that, I was like, okay, I was like, this is not worth it. But then you just kind of find out, like, oh, we weren't sexually happy in the first place, Mm -hmm. so that's a major reason why this shouldn't continue. But I feel like, you know, as a result of that relationship, I finally was like, okay, well— that's going to be an important part of my next one. Mm-hmm. You know, sex can't be last on the list. No, I think that's sex why is you're with them. Pretty important, unless unless you're like a asexual person with another right. asexual person where you don't need right. sex and you just want companionship. But like, I'm a pretty sexual person. I like sex. I know what I like. I know what I want. Yeah. Uh, I've also I've only slept with like one person consistently. Same. Actually, two people consistently, and with the second one. I, on our first, I slept with him on our first date because, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if I was ever going to see him again. And I was like, let me get mine. And I was very open, told him exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I was like, fist me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. uh, And I was like, choke me and fist me on our first fucking date. Wow. And he did it. It was great. And then uh, on our second date, I like got a little shy because I was like, oh, you were so like, open and like you're gonna see him again and you like actually might like him yeah. but at that point I didn't know and then the third and fourth date I was like oh he was like let's do other positions and I was like other ones <laughs> you mean something for you something I don't understand other than doggy style <laughs> because like I had never really sl- the person I slept with consistently was on and off for three years so like I had my yeah. one position doggy style I love it yeah and then I just never thought of doing anything else because I was like this works 
and I never have repeat customers. I so know. like I never learned how to do anything else. And then I was talking to there was one time where he was like, lift your legs up. And I was like, where? <laughs> where are they and supposed I was to go? Fighting with him. And he was like, oh never God. mind, turn over. And I was like, okay. And I was telling Sashir about it. And she was like, yeah. You lift your legs up in missionary. And I was like, what, really? She's like, have you never watched a porn? And I was like, oh, I just thought it was what they did. She was like, what they did? <laughs> sex is sex, Nicole. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's wild, though. Like, I remember I didn't have full, full out sex for such a long time. And then mm-hmm. I started doing it. And I was like, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when you was like seeing yourself ride a bike from the outside. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, I'm fucking. And then you're just like. It, it's a good feeling, but it's also not what you think it's going to be, especially when you watch porn and you're like, uh-huh. oh, it should be like that, right? Like, I just learned for the first time that squirting for women is not an orgasm. Uh, Isn't it? Well, I don't know, because my, my girlfriends that I was just with, um, they're like, squirting is mostly just like a buildup of fluid, and it's mostly urine, actually, oh. and it's not really an orgasm. But from when I watch porn... The yeah. way these women act when they squirt, <laughs> it's as if it's the greatest pleasure well, known to man. Porn is a lie to us all. And that fucks us up. Uh-huh. Big time. I have squirted a couple of times. And it's always coming. But it was when uh, yeah. Oh, that did it or feel Maybe it happened and then I came. I don't really remember the I'm very jealous of female orgasms. The uh, circle of events. I cannot remember. Yeah. Uh but it's only happened like a couple of times where I'm like really having the time of my life. And are you is is it a freaking like unbelievable experience? No, I didn't realize it happened. <gasps> oh. You just like kind of get up and you're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I've left your sheets a mess. Soiled. Have I've you left ever a bit of me with you? Have you done anal? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? I don't love it. Uh, but also it's a journey for me too I so you top well I I would like to here's the thing okay I've called myself a top for the last several years Mm -hmm. but the thing is I think I'm just like scared of bottoming but I recently bottomed with a guy who Uh was so fucking he was such a good top Uh uh-huh I was like, oh, never mind. I just need to be with someone who knows what the fuck they're doing and now I think I might be like Either verse or like maybe even fully a bottom, actually, which is breaking news of of my life right now. Love it. It's on the front page of the paper. That's my life. I, I'm a bottom. I'm very much a power bottom. I love that. I want you to ride me like a horse. There you go. That's what I want. I just want. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Honestly, the porn I've been watching lately, I'm like, oh, I think I really deeply want someone to fuck the shit out mm-hmm. of me. Like, I'm really into like daddy porn right now. Oh. Like, I love like an older guy, just like okay. I love like a, p- a piano teacher huh. narrative. Like, I Those came over to chords were good. Yeah. Pull your cock out. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm really I into like this it. older guy stuff, and this guy that. This guy that I fucked is a little bit older than me and knows what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I was just having the time of my life. And I was like, I told him afterwards, I was like, I think you're like the fourth guy I've let fuck me in my life. And he was like, that's hot. Ha! That's hot. And I was Get like. Get back to piano. It was. Now back to the piano. Do re me, bitch. I love it. I very, I've. Actually, I don't know if I've ever done it. I never masturbate to porn. Mm. I will watch porn, remember it in my brain, and yeah. use it. But usually I use sexual encounters in my brain and like remember those. Right. Uh, but last night I was like, 
I'm going to masturbate to some porn. Yep, how'd it go? And then I came before they came, and I was like... I hate that. <laughs> well, I was like, well, now what? Do I just finish watching this? I know, because then you watch it, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Sex is gross, and it's weird that we do it. Yeah, it, sex <laughs> is kind of weird. Oh, it's disgusting. It's so... Okay, I made a video <laughs> with a partner, and... I love that. And I was, like, watching it, and I was like, oh, this is, like, pretty hot until I queefed. And I was like, oh, no. I farted during sex last like, time, oh, too. How did he keep fucking me after my pussy queefed? But that's when you realize they don't care. No, they don't fucking care, and it just means he was fucking pounding the shit out of me. Right, it's, it's a little just, bit of air got in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I was... <laughs> Finger and I'm like a little, a little like air came out. So yes. there was a fart noise. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is that my fault? And mm. I'm like, no, you know what? He's not bothered by no. it. No. I'm not going to be bothered by it because at the end of the day, who fucking cares? Who cares? I had a realization once. I, uh, I, I am, I have a love hate relationship with my breasts. I don't love them. They're not a great shape. They don't look like, perfect titties they're not what you want them to be yes they're not what i see like as a fat lady like most fat women have like fucking huge honkers and i have very minimal honkers i see and uh i was like i don't really like showing my boobies but like i've never had sex with someone where they looked at my boobs and went yuck yuck i hate these titties they don't care if someone's into you they're into you they like your body it's great yes and that's something i've had to like really tell myself is it's like Whenever a guy has like approached me and I've been in a bad like um uh, self image mm-hmm. state, I'm just like oh, but I'll take my clothes off and like they won't they for they'll they'll mm-hmm. be like forget this. Um, but then like this year, kind of I've turned a corner on that and been like no, actually like if someone's saying that they're attracted to you, they want to fuck you yes. and they'll enjoy yes it until you get weird like because also I think we forget that like even though we wear clothes like. You kind of know what someone will look like naked. Sort of, yeah. And most most people, like, you know, you've seen a human body. You've seen many yeah. of them. Yeah. Like, I've very rarely does someone take off their clothes and I'm like, what yeah. is that? <laughs> Excuse me? What, what were you hiding under all this? You have 10 <laughs> arms. Like, it's, uh, you'll be fine. Although, I did sleep with this one guy where I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting his dick to be as big as it was. Oh, that's and always he, like, a reveal. flopped it out and I went, Oh, boy. Yep. I laugh Ugh. at them when they're too big. I hooked up with a celeb once. And Did you who? Are we going to do the honk, honk? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Honk, honk. Yes. Okay. But he had a juicy one. Did he? And I was like, okay. Uh, what a dream to know because I've met him a couple times. Hot and as fuck. And he is fuck. so sexy. Honestly, Nicole, Ugh. I ended up ghosting him because I was so... Like, out of my mind with panic when he said he wanted to see me in a comedy show. I just thought I was so unattractive on stage. I was like, I can't. And he was so hot. I had no idea why he was interested in me Matthew in the first place. Matthew Christopher Blaze Rogers. <laughs> it's one of my biggest regrets. I. He was so nice, too. Is he dating someone right now? Yes. Ugh. And also, he has a type. White? Like, white like mm. the brows, mm. like kind of thin. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, you got to type. But you know, it was one of those things where it was like, this was before he was well known at all. Uh-huh. And he approached me at, at my restaurant job and I was a server. And I was like a lowly Wait, server. What job? What, where? I worked in the financial district in, in uh, New York. So I worked oh, at, this, okay. at this restaurant called Ulysses. 
and just the most beautiful man in the world who I was not surprised to find out was like an actor of some Uh kind or a model. Like being interested in me, I was like, this is psychotic. I'm like a sketch comedian at the pit at the time. (laughs) It's so funny that we have these narratives that we're like, like beautiful people can't love us. We're fucking clowns. And that's what I'm saying. It's like when someone makes an advance, that means something. They wouldn't just do that. Yeah, I've never hit on someone that I was like, you're ugly. Absolutely not. No, it's like, I want to fuck you. That's why I'm hitting on you. Exactly. And also it's like, now I just take it as as like a flattering thing. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. cool. And honestly, it was, I I was also 23. Mm -hmm. How old are you now? I just turned 29 uh, a few Mm. days ago. Yeah. And I went to Disneyland for my birthday. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you not a Disney I queen? I can't do Disneyland. Now, why? Because uh, it's a little too much outside. There's too many children. And there's a lot of you kids. You want me to wait an hour to get on a ride that lasts two minutes? See, That's you're not using not the Fast Pass equal. correctly. I don't Nicole have a Fast Dyer. Pass. What you the fuck is a Fast Pass? You, you pay 15 extra dollars, and I know you have 15 extra bones lying sure around. Sure don't. Got a mortgage. <laughs> and you just, yeah. Okay, whatever. We'll we'll talk later about that. I know. People, that. But also, it's very interesting, because in my stand-up, my act right now, I have a full 10 minutes on Disney. And last night I was doing it. <laughs> oh my God, yes, I saw it. I was at Blair and Greta's show when you did oh, it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It went over so much better at that show than it did the last show that I did last night. Where like uh, six and a half minutes in, I was like, this side is wondering, will she talk about Disney for the full time she's up here? The oh, answer they is, should get over hey, themselves. Yes. You had such a good bit about it. Thank you. I think it's very funny. It is. It's also <sighs> you, so <laughs> it's iconic for that reason. But to be fair... I had a back injury from pole dancing. Which I love for you. I also like... And I'm sick now. I'm a fucking mess. Do you get like your sexual energy out during pole dancing? No, Is it a sexy zone? Nope. I mean, for some women, it is sexy. Yeah. I will say this. Some of these women clomp like clobber around. Like in these heels, you're like... And then they like climb to the pole and they're like... And it's not sexy at all. My teacher, very... Very, she's beautiful and sexy and like also motivational and yeah. like just really sweet and I love her. So some of these women, I'm like, who girls? Yeah. But also, I'm very much into like the athleticism of it. I see. There's, it must be a good workout. Oh, my whole body hurts every time. <laughs> I haven't done it in a week and I know when I go back, I'm gonna just be in so much pain. But the type of pole dancer I want to be is an athletic one. Yes. Where you like have to throw her money because you're like, uh, I'm this impressed. This is incredible. Exactly. The feats. Yes. And I have very limited time because my goal is by my birthday, August 29th, to be able to walk into a strip club, audition, and get a job where I dance one night a week. And then I decided that all the money that I make, I'm going to donate to a charity of my yes. choice, to like a women's shelter or something. And that will be my way of volunteering because I don't want to volunteer with a bunch of weirdos. No. Also, like, you can be working out. <laughs> yes. I can get my little work You get in. so much out of that. You do. And I don't know if you've ever tried pole dancing to a two-minute song, but about... 40 seconds in, you're panting and you're like, I don't know if I could go on. This is very hard. It's so hard. Do you feel really sore afterwards? Super. Like, parts of your body that you didn't even realize could hurt, hurt. Mm -hmm. And I've got bruises all over my legs from it. But I love it. Do you, this is a change of topic, but I'm curious about it. Do you send sexy photos? 
I've been getting really into it lately. Really? I have nudes on. I was just on my phone before and I was like, oh, oh, no. I was like, if someone if were to take my phone uh, and be like, let me see here, they might, the first thing they'd stumble uh-huh. upon. Um, well, I do not send sexy photos because I've publicly said what tattoos I have. I so if I send see. like a picture of myself to someone and it gets like leaked or whatever, I would be like, yeah, that's definitely me. You'd I've be fucked. Talked about it on television, right. so right. So, uh, but also, like, I don't really. Ca- I post pictures of my body all the time. So, yes. like, also, I don't care. Yeah, I just don't want someone else to have control over what people see. It scares me, but I think part of that fear is also what makes it hot. Mmm. And I also told you that I uh, made a sex chase. Yes, I know. Is that under lock and key? It's on my phone, and I can truly (laughs) just show you. Um, Oh, my God. But uh, I don't know if he still has it. Oh, you both have it. Yeah, I made him Dropbox it to me. Is your face in it? No. Okay, yeah. No, he's hitting it from behind. I see. You can see that back of my head. But then I have a bunch of videos of me blowing him. Where you can see my face. Oh, but, no! But I will say this. I'm doing an excellent job. Well, there you go. So, like, if it got leaked, everyone would know that I'm really great at sucking dicks. So exactly. Like, that I don't care about. And also the fact that you're being open about it now <laughs> is, like, I think takes the edge off were it mm-hmm. to hit the net. Honestly, maybe I shouldn't talk about it because can someone get to my cloud? Can people access the well, cloud? Well, that's how Jennifer Lawrence's shit got leaked. Oh. Okay. Well, if you're listening to this and you're like, <laughs> I really want to see it. Just come to one of my shows and ask to see it, and <laughs> I'll just show it to you. And then it'll be like our private thing, and you don't have to like hack my cloud. How there about that? Don't hack How my cloud. That? If you want to see my cloud, just ask. Just ask to see my cloud. Hashtag don't hack my cloud. I don't have any of my face in any of my pictures. Smart. But, but you know. Do you have any markings that could uh, distinguish no, you? No, no. I have no tattoos and no nothing. Mm-hmm. I just have my myself yes so that's yes. i think that's why i feel safe there you whenever go whenever these guys on grinder are like fully showing their face and their whole body i'm like bitch you can't just be doing this you can't trust anyone but people do it they will just be running amok showing their dick with their face in it mm-hmm. their whole body it's wild what people will just send to people that they don't really know but, I mean, I guess if you're just, like, if you're not in the public eye, then why not? Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of accountants. <laughs> a lot of just accountants bending over, spreading their assholes in the oh, mirror. the whole pics are crazy. I love a good whole pic. Do you, also, do you get sent whole pics? Nobody has sent me a whole pic because straight men just send their dicks. Yeah, of course. And don't realize that there's a whole bunch of the body that I want to see. Yeah, also straight men's assholes. I always tickle a butthole. On the first time I sleep with anybody, I always play with their butt just to really? see, see what the temperature is. Right, where are they feeling? And I always where they ask, at? I'm like, does that feel good? And if they go, no, thank you. I go, huh, all right. How much are you fucking? How much am I fucking? Yeah. Right now, nothing. Nothing. Oh, right, because you're taking a been, break. A couple months. A couple months. But last year I did pretty good. Yeah. Last year, at the end of the year, this bitch was cleaning it up. Do you make a list? Oh, I have a whole Word document where (laughs) I go in detail about the date and the encounter and the dick size. I like rate them. I have a, like a, in my notes, I have a whole list. Mm -hmm. 
And then I looked at it for 2018 and I was like, oh, that's long. Ah, I like, love it. It averaged, it, it was more than the months of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so we were. Yes, man. Which I get. I, I, I kind of consider it like a dry year. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, never mind. We were being a hoe. This year's but been I love dry. being a hoe. I also like hoeing it up. Yeah, I love being a but hoe. But then sometimes I'm also at a point where I'm like, ugh, the first time you have sex with someone is so annoying. Because people come quickly. It's my favorite, actually. Really? Yeah, because discovering someone's body is, like, very hot to me. And oftentimes, I'll have an amazing mm. time the first time. And then the second time, because I've already been there, ah. it's worse. I don't know. There's some, there's something to me about, like, no matter who it is, if I mm-hmm. the first time is always, like, love it. I, ugh, I'm just right now, it's just, like, a lot of dudes come in too quick. I have, and a, then I have a friend who's having that problem. Sometimes they'll like be able to get it back up and fuck me again. But f- for the most part, it's like older men who are like, oh, well, that's it. Oh, I went on a date with a guy that I, I went home with him and he was like, we actually can't do anything because I came this morning. What? I was like, you can't. Well, I, you can't I, come I, more I, than once in a day? I don't understand. This morning? You're in your 20s. It is now the evening? Maybe he gave up coming more than once for Lent. <laughs> I don't think that was it. He was like, he was like. When I, is Lent? I jacked off this morning. When is Lent? We should is it know Lent this. Now? It is. Matt, what are you giving up for Lent? Girl, what what have I not done that I can say I'm giving up? Um, I'm giving up. Apparently, I'm giving up going to the gym for Lent. Hmm. I haven't been to the gym. <laughs> I also haven't been to the gym in so long. I didn't need to go. I was doing so good earlier in the year. Why? What are you giving up for Lent? I'm gonna give up uh, eating cold cheese. I also hate cold cheese, so like it doesn't matter. That doesn't ah! count then, Nicole Byer. <laughs> uh, let's see. What can I give up? Okay, I'm going to give up uh, negative thoughts. Yes. But how do you try... really do that? Well, lately, uh, it's like mindful thinking. My therapist said anytime you get into like a little dark hole, go, okay, it's all right to feel this way now, but like think about something positive in your life and then get the fuck out of your house. Do you get jealous? All the time. All the time. But then after I feel the jealousy, I go, great, you felt it. But like, did you audition for it? No. It's did mostly about that it? kind of stuff. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it meant for you? You didn't book it. So no. Yeah. Right. So it's, uh, I feel very zen in my career right now, which is like new. I think that we actually share like people that we're very close to mm-hmm. getting the thing. Yes. And I think that is a moment when you really confront yourself. Yes, I will tell you about that when, uh, like, not on, not on, uh, <laughs> not, not on, on cam, this. and not I'll tell cam. you about that, not on, okay, not on, perfect. Mike. Okay, so Matt, would you date me? I would. I think we would have a really, really fun time. Mm. Even though, even though, I think ultimately, like, it would not. Like, I think we could go on a date and maybe mm-hmm. even three dates. Yes, and we would leave, and we'd be like, "This was fun." Yes. But I can say I'm 100% a Kinsey 6 gay. Like, I love men <gasps> and have never thought about a woman sexually in my life. Okay. But I do think you are delightful and a powerhouse, and I would date the fuck out Thank of you. Thank you. I would date you, too. And you I would? Think, I think we would blow out people's eardrums, and I think We're when we would lot. show up to parties, they'd be like, oh, my God. You know, I really like them separately. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when they get together, it really feels like a natural disaster, and... It feels like 
the aftermath is Trump throwing paper towels at people. <laughs> and that's their problem. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Clean it up. <laughs> that's their problem, I say. Okay. So, if you like this episode... Oh, wait. What do you have to promote? Oh, Las Culturistas is the podcast that I host mm-hmm. with Bo and Yang. Yes, you know on a different love network. <laughs> on a different network. Sorry, HeadGum. Mm-hmm. Um, I also host What the Tuck, yes. which you frequently guest on yes. and have hosted in the past yes, yes, yes. Um, with Mono. And um, also Las Culturistas is on tour, and you can buy t- tour tickets to see us. We're in many different cities. I won't list them here. I'm too tired. Okay. <laughs> if you like this episode, uh, you can subscribe on Apple. Fuck it. I don't know. Just listen more. (laughs) I don't fucking understand podcasts, but if you send me something nasty, I'll read it. So this person DM'd me on the gram and said, I'll sit on your face and start crying about my last relationship. And by the end of it, you'll have my nasty tears and snot all over your body. Wow. Someone just in my um, comments on Instagram, Obadiah37, (laughs) said, can you handle 12 inches of dick? I'll eat you. All that ass. Do you get uh, do you get nudes from your listeners? I get a lot of dick pics. Um, you can send them to me too at Matt Rogers though. Perfect. I don't <laughs> want them. <laughs> I do. I if you've seen four dicks, you've seen them all. And if you want to hear the rest of that joke, come to a stand up show. Um, well, send me ass pics. I like those. Okay, here's a nice email someone sent to me. I have Aww. an email address: baconcansave at gmail If you feel the need to say words to me. Dear Ms. Byer, I'm pretty gay, but given the opportunity, I treat your vagina like a boardwalk boardwalk carnival cutout. <laughs> if you promised we could get a snow cone after, I wouldn't be adverse to sticking my face in it. Mm, sticking your face in what? Don't know. It. Great. Your, your Thank smile. You. Thank you so much for being here, Matt Rogers. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. 